0: Hello, welcome to the Mishnayos of Yavamas. Ayash um, for being brave enough to go through the Mishnayos of Yavamas. Uh, it's not easy. There's a lot of different ideas, um, and we will do our best to make everything as clear as possible. Um, a little bit of background into Yavamas. There's a mitzvah in the Torah. The mitzvah is found in the Book of Devarim. It's in chapter Chav Hei. It starts at Pasuk Dalet. Sorry, excuse me, Pasuk Hei. And the Torah says there, Ahim Mehem, if brothers are living together and one of them dies, Uvain Ainlo, and the brother who died has no children, Losie zar, The Torah does not want that the wife of the deceased brother should go out and marry whomever. Rather Yavama rather the the Yavam who is the, um, the, the living brother, he should take her as a wife, he should take her as a wife and do Yibum. Yibum is this idea of a Levite marriage. To explain a little bit of the Kiddush of Yibum, um, the first thing to understand is that normally an Eshes Ach, the wife of someone's brother, is one of the Arias. Is it Isher that Isser is even after the brother dies um, or divorces his wife. So for example, Ruvain and Shimon um, are brothers. Shimon has a wife. Even after Shimon divorces that wife, even after Shimon dies, so Ruvain is never allowed to marry that woman. The chiddush over here in the Torah is that we push off that Isser because we prefer over here for Yibum to be done. We say there's no issa, rather there's a mitzvah, a mitzvah of yibum. When a woman falls into the situation of yibum, so that relationship, she has an automatic relationship to the living brother. That relationship is called zika. That's an important term. Zika is a sort of a quasi-betrothal, and it means that she cannot go marry anybody else. Rather, she has two options. She has to do yibum with the living brother, which means becoming his wife. Or she has to have a chalitza, which is a type of a get, a type of a separation of that zika, disconnecting from him and from the household of her previous husband. Um, and then she's free to go marry whomever. Um, so if we had Ruvain and Shimon, and Shimon was married to a woman named Rachel. Normally, that woman Rachel is completely forbidden to Ruvain because she's called an ashesach; She's the wife of his brother. But along comes the Torah and says, in a case where Reuven has no children and he dies, so the Torah says she has an automatic relationship called Zika to the living brother Reuven. And there are only two options to do over here. It's a play-me-or-trade-me kind of an option over here. She either has to marry Reuven, or she has to be released through the process of chalitza, which we'll see in the later chapters, and then she's free to marry whomever. Um, That's a little bit of background, and important to remember that underlying tension over here is that there always really was an isser of Eshes Ach, and Yibum comes along and um, pushes off that isser in favor of this mitzvah of Yibum and perpetuating the deceased brother's name. Um, so the first Mishnah begins in the following way. First Mishnah says, we're in Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, There are 15 women who have relationships to the living brother. So we'll keep our paradigm case of Ruvein and Shimon are brothers. Shimon's married to a woman in Rachel. Shimon dies without any children. So Rachel now has a Zika to Ruvein. And, um, there should be either yibum or a chalitza necessary from Ruvain to Rachel, the widow of his brother Shimon. But there are 15 women, 15 types of relationships that this woman, Rachel, could have to Ruvain, which would nullify that and which would pater her, which would exempt her from having to do chalitza or yibum, and she would be free to go out into the, to the shook right away, to the, to the street, to, to wherever and marry whomever she loved she would like. All 15 of these relationships are going to be uh, an Isser of kares. So they're going to be the Arias. Um, and the following are them. Arias meaning the forbidden marriages that no one's allowed to have. And so when this woman Rachel falls out to Ruvain and has one of these relationships, so there, even though Yibum will mater will permit the Isser of Eshes Ach, it does not permit any of these other Isurim of Arias. The Eluhen, these are them. Bito, his daughter. Bas Bito, the daughter of his daughter. Again, this is all of Ruvain, the living brother. Ubas Bino, the daughter of Ruvain's son, his son. Uh, Ubas Ishto, the daughter of his wife. Ubas Bina, the daughter of his son. Uh, the daughter of her son, excuse me, the daughter of the wife's son. Ubas Bita, the daughter of his wife's daughter. Chamoso, his mother-in-law, the aim chamoso, the mother of his mother-in-law, the aim chamov, the mother of his father-in-law. So um, in order to understand this one, we have to just understand one principle about Yibum, that is that in Yibum, the only necessary thing for these brothers to be are paternal brothers. We do not mandate that they be maternal brothers. The reason for this is because the verse says, Ki yeshvu achim The Torah calls them brothers. What's the definition of a brother? The Gemara learns out. Achava achava b'nei Yaakov. We learn out the idea of brotherhood from the children of Jacob. The children of Jacob, well, all 12 of them were called brothers, considered brothers, even though they did not have the same mother, but they had the same father. So we see that the uh, paternal link is the, is the defining factor over here in Yibum for brotherhood. So, Achos is his sister from his mother. The, and he only needs to be related to the deceased paternally. So, the deceased could have been only related to him paternally and not maternally. That's how the deceased, um, Shimon, ended up marrying Ruvain's maternal sister because the woman was no relationship to his paternal brother. The rest of um, these ones, which all passed down to the mother, all work along the same logic. The next one is Achos V'Achos Imo, his mother's sister, his aunt, his maternal aunt, V'Achos Ishto, and the wife, uh, the sister of his wife. Um, While we're on the sister of his wife, um, this is a good place to uh, elucidate the source for this halacha. Meaning, how do we know that if any of these Arias relationships fall out in Yibum to Reuven, that you do not make Reuven do Yibum or Chalitza. Rather, we say, there's no Zika, it doesn't exist, and she's free to go marry whoever she wants. Maybe just like Yibum pushed off the Isser Vesheshach, it should push off all the other Arias also and override them in importance. How do we know not like that? The Gemara learns that out in the following way. It learns it out from the verse of an Achos Isha from the his wife's sister. That verse can be found in Vayikra, Perik Yudchet, Pasuk Yudchet. The verse says the following Visha alakosa losikach, a woman and her sister, um, you're not allowed to marry both of them. Interestingly enough, this is the only one of Uriahs which cease at um at death. So if a man is married to one sister one woman, he can't marry her sister, but if that if his wife dies, so then he can. Mostly, uh, that's not the rule of thumb by the Arias, that they continue on even after death. Um, but here we have a passage which says, A man is not supposed to marry a woman and her sister. Um, to make them co wives, to reveal her nakedness upon her, upon her sister, Bechayeha. While she's alive. So again, only while she's alive and not when she's dead. Now the Gemara relates this word aleha to the word aleha, which we found in the verses dealing with yibum. And again, that was in Devarim chaf hei, verse hei. Ki achim achar mehem. Brothers live together and one of them dies. Uven He doesn't have any children. We don't want the woman to just go marry anybody. Rather, yavama yavo aleha. Rather, the yavam should come and do yibum. And the, ver- the word in the Torah is aleha. So the Gemara learns out, aleha aleha. That um, just like over there in yibum, we saw the word aleha. So over here, we plug that into this, wor- this verse of talking about marrying two sisters. And we say that he is not allowed to marry two sisters even in a situation of Yibum. Um, And then we go on to extrapolate that that's true for any of the Arias, not only for two sisters. Um, And they're really all Kalvachomer from two sisters, since two sisters is only an Isser while the woman is alive. Um, Kalvachomer, all the more so, um, all the other Arias, which are even after the woman is dead. and perpetuates even after the woman is dead. Um, the Gemara goes on to ask, how, that's good for the woman herself when she falls out, but how do we know that she, her co-wife is also Potter? pater? So for that, the Gemara uses the word Litzror in the verse, and says the word Litzror is coming to include also a co-wife, and how do we know the co-wife of a co-wife? So that's the extra raish. The Torah could have written Litzor, and in, in, and rather it wrote Litzror with two reishs. So now we know that this woman who was an erva to him, was an Arias type of a relationship to the Yavam, is pater. And not only that, but her co-wife from when she was married to the deceased is pater. And as we'll see, all the co-wives on down the line are all going to be pater. So that source is um, from Achos Isha, and that's the one that we... Um, have here in our list, v'achos ishto. Moving on, v'eshes achiv me'imo, the wife of his brother, who is his maternal brother. achiv ba'olamo. And the next one is the wife of his brother, who wasn't around in the world at the same time of him as him. Now, remember, eshes achiv usually is the isser, which Yibum always pushes off. Because every time there's a Yibum situation, The wife who's falling out in Yibum is the woman falling out in Yibum is always an Eshes Ach. That's the definition of Yibum. She's the wife of his brother. But over here, when she wasn't in the world at the same time, so then she becomes an Isser of an Eshes Ach, which Yibum does not matir. What's the case? The case would be, let's say we have two brothers, Ruvain and Shimon. And this time we'll make Ruvain married to a woman named Rachel. And Ruvain is going to die. Now, after Reuven dies, so his wife Rachel, his widow, falls out in Yibum to Shimon. At that point in time, after Reuven dies, a new brother is born named Levi. Now, since Levi was not around at the same time in the world as Reuven was, he's called and she's called to Levi and Eshes Achiv Shalohaya Ulamo, that the two brothers Levi and Reuven never lived in the world together. Therefore, after this woman Rachel marries Shimon. Let's say she does Yibun with Shimon, and then Shimon dies without any children also. So this woman then is um, not allowed to do yibum. She's Pater from yibum and Chalitza vis-a-vis Levi. And that's because Levi never lived in the same world, at the same time in the world, as did Reuven. Um, we learn that principle out from the Pasuk. The Pasuk in uh, Devarim, again, dealing with, with yibum, the same Pasuk we've been quoting, says, Ki Yeshvu Achim Yachtav that it's only when brothers live together. So there the Gemara learns out it's only when they're in the world at the same time, dwelling in the world at the same time. But if not, so then um, there is no yibum which would override the Eshes Ach. This woman becomes an Eshes Ach as if she were an eshes, Eshes Ach, she yeshlo banim, as if she were the wife of his deceased brother who had children. Someone who has children isn't allowed to do yibum. There's no Parsha of yibum, So therefore, you continue with the same Yisr of Eshes Ach. And there's no Heter, there's no um, Parsha to come along and say that you should push that off and do yibum. So two, if the two brothers didn't dwell in the world at the same time, there's no Parsha of yibum. She's in Eshes Ach always, and there's not going to be any hetter for that. The last one on our list, the 15th one, is V'chalasso. Chalasso is his daughter-in-law. If she falls out to him, so she also is exempt from yibum and chalitza. Continues the Mishnah: Hare elu potros ad sofa olam. All fifteen of these women have the same of the exemption that they will potter, um, they themselves will be potter, and they will potter their co-wives, and they will potter the co-wives of their co-wives forever. V'chulan. Im, or mienu or or ailonios, mutaros. And all these women, if they um, happen to be any of the following categories, they were mimaenis or they were divorced, or they were found to be barren and not able to bear children, so then, then, then the co-wife is permissible in Yibum. To go one by one through these, im, mesu means that, let's take again, Ruvein and Shimon, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers, and Shimon is married to a woman named Rachel, and he's also married to a woman named Leah. He has two wives. Now, Rachel is any one of these relationships to Reuven, let's say his daughter. So in a normal situation, if Shimon died, and both of these women were married to Shimon at the time of his death, so then Rachel would not be able to do Yibum or Halitza because of everything we just said. And that also affects her co wife, Leah, and Leah is also exempt, so both of them can go and marry whomever they want. There is no Yibum or Chalitza necessary. But if Rachel, who was the um, problematic woman vis a vis Ruven, she was his daughter, so if she dies before Shimon dies, and then at the time of Shimon's death, his only wife is Leah, who has no relation to his living brother, um, Ruvain, so then, she Leah is chayif. She's obligated to do either yibum or chalitza. The same is true in uh The parsha of miun and enes means that any woman who gets married as a katana, which is the age a, a, a young girl under the age of twelve, has a right of refusal. Now, normally this right this right of refusal uproots the marriage and makes it as if it never happened. This right of refusal is only normally in a case where there's no father and this woman is an orphan. And it's rather her mother and her, or her brothers who are marrying her off. Only the father, um, in a deraisa sense, in a biblical sense, has the right to marry off a girl who's underage, who's under 12, a katana. But when she's married off by her mother or by the brothers, so then it wouldn't be a Biblical marriage that was binding in a biblical sense, rather, would only be a rabbinic marriage. Um, and therefore, she would have the right to refuse and to uproot the marriage. And she wouldn't need a get, anything like that. She can just be my ennis, she can just refuse, and she's out. Um, over here, we can't simply be talking about the case where her father dies because the Mishnah talked about Bito, Bas Bito, talked about the fact that the father's still alive. It's his daughter who's falling out to him in Yibum. Um, so rather, there's another type of a case where a woman could be Mima ennis, and that case would be a case which is called a yisoma b'chaye av, a woman who's like a yisoma, she's like an orphan, while her father's still alive. And the, the case for that is that the father married her off, and then she got divorced from her first husband while she was still a katana, then she, um, then he goes and marries her off a second time. After that second time, she's no longer, she's no longer, um, halachically speaking, in the authority of the father that he can marry her off biblically. So that marriage is only Durbanan, and she's able to be me She's able to refuse, and she has this right. That, that's the case that we're talking about over here in our Mishnah. If Rachel was such a woman and again, Rachel, let's say, is the daughter of Ruvain and the wife of his brother Shimon, um, if Rachel did, um, did use her right of refusal and was Mima Enes, so then her marriage to Shimon is nullified, and whatever other woman Shimon is married to, in our case Leah, so after Shimon died, um, if she was Mimah Enes before Shimon died, and then Shimon died, so Leah is fine. She can fall out to Yibum. She's going to be Chayiv and Yibum and Chalitza to Reuven. Because there is um, no problematic woman falling out with her. Or Shinis Garshu, or if she was divorced. If the, if the woman over here who is causing the ptur, the exemption, Rachel, was divorced before Shimon died, so also at the time when, she, when, when, when Shimon dies and his wives are falling out, Rachel's not one of his wives, so there's no exemption. Or Shinimtsu Ilonios. If an Ilonis is a woman who is barren and actually has masculine features to her body. So um, the Bartonor says over here, that's a mekakhtaus. That means that once the woman comes of age and we see that she is not able to bear children and in fact is this type of woman called an Ilonis, so the whole marriage is nullified. And if that marriage is nullified and that fact is revealed before Shimon dies, so then at the time of Shimon's death, when his wives are falling out in Yibum, this woman Rachel, who is the problematic, the one creating this exemption, is no longer in his um, is no longer his wife at the time of the ibum. So then the other wives are yes chayav an Um Yeah. <speaking in Hebrew> it says it finishes off the mishnah the iatayachol lomar bechamosa uveim chamosa uveim chamav shinimzu or says the Mishnah finishes off with uh, a matter-of-fact statement that you're not able to say by um, the relationship of Ruvein, the living brother, to his mother-in-law or the mother of his mother-in-law or the mother, the mother of his father-in-law that they would ever be found to be this category of women called an ilonis or that they would be Maenes because obviously they um, became they, they bore children. So if they bore children, that, that means that by definition they can't be an Ilonis. And it also means that they weren't Mimah that so they didn't refuse because they were married and had children. Um, so um, Adkan is the first Mishnah. Uh, the second Mishnah, Mishnah Bet, starts, says the following, How, What is the case when the Mishnah was discussing this of um, a woman puttering her co-wife? achas mikola elu? if she was his daughter or one of any of the other 15 Arias relationships we just discussed. Mesua Laachiv, she's married to his brother. So in our case, Ruvain and Shimon. And this woman who is the problematic relationship to Ruvain, the Arias relationship to Ruvain, we're calling her Rachel. And Velo Isha Cheres, and Shimon also has another woman, another wife, So and the other wife we're calling Leah, And then Shimon dies. So says the Mishnah. Again, the setup is, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers. Shimon is married to two wives, Rachel and Leah. And Rachel is Ruvain, his brother's daughter. Just like Rachel cannot fall out in Yibum and Chalitza, there's no Zika between Rachel and Ruvain because she's his daughter. So too, her co-wife... Leah, even though she's not Ruvain's daughter or any relationship to Ruvain, still, she's also exempt from the Zika and from yibum and Chalitza. Halchatzaras Bito, Now, the Mishnah um, complicates the case a little bit by throwing in a third brother. So again, we have Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Same case. And Shimon's married to two women, Rachel and Leah. And, um, and uh, Rachel, again, is Ruvain's daughter. So now Shimon dies without any children, so his wives should fall out in Ibum. Now vis-a-vis Ruvain, they can't fall out in Ibum like we just saw, because one of the wives is a daughter of his, a daughter of Ruvain. But they could fall out to another brother, Levi, who has no relation to either of the wives. And let's say Levi marries not Rachel, who was the daughter of Ruvain, but the other he does Eboom to the other the other wife. Now, we have to know as background to this, that yibum is only ever done to one woman, it's not done to two. So if um, one of the brothers dies, and, he, and, he, and he, he was married to two women, and those two women fall out in yibum to one of the brothers, so that brother, only maximum, can ever do yibum to one of the women. Um, that's the principle called that he's, he's bone by his echad, He only builds the house of the deceased brothers through one woman, but not through taking both of his wives. Um, So over here, Levi marries not Rachel, the one who is Reuven's daughter, but Leah, the other one who is not related to any of the brothers. Um, But Leah, at the time of Shimon's death, was exempt from doing a mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza to Reuven because she was the co-wife of Reuven's daughter. Now, Levi marries her through Yibum, and Levi, so now he's married to Leah, and he's also married to another woman, um, we'll call her Sarah. And that's what the Mishnah continues to say, Velo Isha achers. And Levi has another wife, who we just called Sarah. Umais, now Levi dies. Kishem, Bito Kach Sarasa Just like the. Um, the original co-wife of his daughter, of Ruvain's daughter, meaning Leah, who was originally the co-wife of Rachel, is poter. She's exempt because once she's exempt, she's exempt for all time. She has an Isser of eshes ach vis a vis Ruvain, and once we didn't let her fall out in um, Yibum because she fell out together with her with with Ruvain's daughter Rachel, so we'll never let her fall out in, in, in Yibum. Not only that, though, she infects her current co-wife. And prevents her from falling out. Also, even the co-wife of the co-wife of the original woman Rachel is also exempt. The filu That pattern can, can continue on forever, and they would always be exempt. What's the case of if they die? If um, the, the again the problematic um, wife, who is the daughter of Ruvain, dies, that all the women are mutter, if you had any of these um, Arias relationships that we discussed in the first Mishnah and were married to his brother and the brother also had another wife. So again, the same setup. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Shimon is married to two women, Rachel and Leah, and Rachel is the daughter of Reuven. If Rachel dies or Niskarsha, or she was divorced, and afterwards his brother Shimon dies, so then Sarasa Teres. Then Leah yes falls out in Yibum to Ruven and has to do either Yibum or Chalitza, as we explained before. Any woman who potentially could have done Miun, um, that was the right of refusal, the act of refusal, and didn't do the act of refusal, wasn't in my Enes. So then, at the time of death of the brother, so then her co-wife has to be Choletz's for the Messiah Bemis. The reason behind this is, again, the same setup of Reuven and Shimon, and Shimon's married to two wives, Rachel and Leah, and Rachel is the daughter of Reuven. But at this point, if Rachel could have been in my Enes at the point of Shimon's death, but she wasn't Mima Enes, that's a sign to us that her marriage to Shimon was only to Rabbanan. Since her marriage to Shimon is only to Rabbanan, it does not affect um, Leah vis-à-vis her falling out in Yibum to Reuven. That's on a Deiraisa level. So really, Leah should have to do either Yibum or Halitza um, vis-à-vis Reuven because she wasn't affected by Rachel because Rachel's, mar- Rachel's marriage to Shimon was only to Rabbanan. Um, but still we say she should only, Leah should only do chalitza and not yibum because it looks like tsaras erva is doing yibum. It doesn't look good um, since it looks like they're married and rabbinically they are married. So it, does, it wouldn't look good for her to do yibum. So, but she still has to do something because there she does have this zika relationship to Reuven. She did fall in a yibum and chalitza relationship to Ruvain. So she has to do something. So we tell her the halacha is, you have to do chalitza, you cannot do yibum over there um, because it doesn't, it looks like a tsaras erva. It looks like the co-wife of an erva fell out in yibum. Uh, Adkan, um, that's the end of the second Mishnah.